uh, got my first deal in June of uh, June or July, uh, July of 2003. And in July of August, in July and August, I got six deals, quit my full time job in October. And here we are. We've probably done twenty one hundred houses since then. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey everyone, this is Kyle from House Flipping HQ. I help Justin with all the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff here. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to jump in here and let you know about some pretty important litigation that's going on in our industry right now. Uh, if you're flipping houses, if you're wholesaling houses, if you're doing any kind of marketing to find motivated sellers, uh, this pertains to you. And Brad, uh, our guest today on today's podcast, is going to be getting into this in detail, but I wanted to share this with you in advance because Brad's going to give you a link to go to to learn more about what's going on and about how you can get involved and uh, help out uh, with what's happening. So go ahead and go to houseflippinghq.com slash Brad to basically learn what's going on, more details about what Brad's going to get into today, and then how you can help uh, support what Brad is doing. So if you're in front of your computer right now, I would say just go pull up that link right now. Go check that out while you're listening to the episode. Uh, if you're in your car or something, obviously don't do not do that right now. But uh, but yeah, check that out, com slash Brad. And uh, without further ado, here's Justin. Hey, hey, what is going on, House Flipping Nation? I hope you guys are all doing amazing. Today, we have got a special treat. Uh, I have my good friend, Brad Chandler, who is in the D.C. metro area. Um, he does work out of Maryland, Virginia, and the D.C. area. And this guy, I've known him for, it's been a couple years now. I remember the first time I met him, we were in a mastermind together. And he gets up and he was talking about how they're spending a million dollars a year on marketing. Woo! And uh, I just talked to him before this, just a few minutes before the interview, and they're now up to one hundred and eighty to one hundred and ninety thousand dollars a month. So two million dollars a year. He's doing eighteen to twenty-six deals per month. They do uh, building, they do flipping, they do wholesaling, wholetelling. They do it. Doesn't mean he's buying hotels, but uh, you guys know <laughs> what I mean. So. Um, Brad Chandler is just, he's just a beast in the market. He's the only guy that I've seen successfully do. I'm sure there are other people that I, that I know of successfully does commercials. And this guy is famous. And if you're in the Maryland area, if you're in the DC Metro, area, you know who he is. Uh, I just had a guy join my coaching group. I didn't tell you this, Brad, but, and he was talking about you actually. He's like, Oh, you know, Brad, don't you? Oh man. Anyway. So, um, little squirrel in the moment there, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have some exciting things we're going to talk about today, but also something really important that will impact you, if not already as an investor, but will in the future. We're going to take some bullies down. You guys up for that? All right, cool stuff. So we've got a lot to cover, not a lot of time. So let's get going with Brad Chandler. How are you doing, Brad? Well, I'm doing awesome. Nice. Uh, thanks for having me, Justin. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming aboard. So let's dive right into it. Did I miss anything first off with them I and your... Your credentials are insane. You're one of the most successful investors in the nation. You're genius, super smart guy. What did I miss? No, I think that's it. I started, I bought my first house in 2003. I read a book when I was in ninth grade on how to buy real estate with no money down. Always knew I wanted to get in the real estate business. And um, I struggled like most new investors. It took me eight or nine months to find my first deal, working a full-time job, trying to do it on the side. I uh, got my first deal in June of uh, June or July, uh, July of 2003. And in July of August, in July and August, I got six deals. Quit my full time job in October, and here we are. We've probably done twenty one hundred houses since then. Jeez, that's insane, man. It's 
insane. Thanks. So the main the main reason uh, we decided to have this interview was kind of quick, just a couple days ago. Um, I, I you, you texted me and and basically. Brad is taking on the bullies, all right? There's some bullies that are interested. You guys have heard me talk about them before. Um, but Brad is taking these guys on, head on. It's the, the we buy houses people. I'll let you explain this better because I'm explaining it not very well. Um, there was a petition going around a while ago. These guys have trademarked the we buy houses, whatever you call it. Like, you can't even call it anything because it's just words that we all use and should be able to use. These guys are trademarked. They're going after people like Brad and you and I and other investors out there who are using this in their marketing. And this is our livelihood. And they're basically saying we can't use it, which is like saying you can't. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I'll, I'll you. Let's kind of talk about that a little bit. And then we'll get into a little more of Brad's business and just give you guys some value bombs. But this is incredibly important. And I think it's important that if you guys are not aware of it, that you are. And we get behind it and make sure these guys uh, can't do this anymore. Sure. So uh, a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Brandt bought the WeBuyHouses.com brand three or four years ago, and it came with a trademark. And the trademark specifically is for printed material and I think educational material. So it's pretty, pretty. uh, although it's amazing he got the trademark in the first place, or not him, that someone got it before, um, it's for a very, very finite uh, reason. And I've heard about this over the years and just kind of figured, you know, he would never come knocking on my door. I actually know the guy, known the guy for years. And man, was I wrong. Um, a couple months ago, we got over 100 of our highly ranked YouTube pages taken down. Uh, a lot of these were in the first one or two or three spots organically on, on Google. So you can imagine we were generating leads. And he did it by just going to YouTube and saying, hey, they're infringing on my trademark. YouTube says, okay, takes them down. I can't call up YouTube and say, hey, Mr. YouTube, you got the – this guy's not uh, not accurate. He does not have a trademark for a video on YouTube. It's for printed marketing materials because they probably get a 1,000 of these calls a day. So what they say is you guys go work it out. And this has happened not only to me but hundreds of other investors around the country where they wake up one day and their Twitter account is taken down, their Facebook account, their YouTube page, uh, even their LinkedIn accounts. Um, they get demand letters saying, you know, you can't use the We Buy Houses signs in your market. And so that's what he did to me. And I figured, hey, enough is enough. And this isn't fair. I'm big on justice and equality in the world. And so I've taken on this fight. We we will be contributing I, this morning. If it hasn't happened yet, um, it's happening now. I told Kyle, go donate to Brad's GoFundMe campaign. <laughs> so. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And like I said, if you're not affected, you will be. And um, or could be, I should say. We buy houses is the number one search keyword term for motivated sellers online. So if you guys aren't using we buy houses in your marketing, then you're missing out. You should have web. You should have SEO, search engine op- optimization around it. You should have pay per click advertising. You should have it on YouTube. You should be creating YouTube videos that say, you know, we buy houses Alexandria, we buy houses Memphis, whatever it is. So if you're not, you're missing out. Um, you really need to do that. So I'm not a trademark expert, but when I first heard this. Uh, several months ago, I was like, how can you trademark that phrase? It just seems so strange to me how it's even possible to have that happen. That's how yeah. you feel too, right? <laughs> I mean, everyone I say this to says, does he really have that trademark? Yes, he has it trademarked again, but it's for a very limited use, but he's, does, he's expanding on that. He's arbitrarily just saying, hey, 
you're infringing on trademark and most people don't have the resources because this is a very expensive fight that we're getting ready to take on. Most people don't have the resources and, and or the network to kind of piece this together. And I figured, hey, I want to do something good for the industry and it's not fair and I'm going to try to you know make it fair. That's crazy. Right. So, so he's just kind of throwing his weight around and thinking people will back off and, and you stood up to the plate. How do you think he feels about that? I have no idea. I've not talked. To him. I've not, <laughs> um, but he knows, right? He's aware. I, I would think with the promotion and the publicity we've gotten on the internet, if he doesn't, then it would be really surprising. Yeah. And it was, it was the last thing I wanted to do, but I, um, you know, my hands were tied when someone uh, comes at me and takes away, you know, tools to use in my business. It's a big problem. What's your livelihood? I mean, how much have you invested time, energy, effort into getting those leads and getting that figured out? That's a lot. Yeah, a lot. And so have other investors. I talked to an investor um, who basically said his life has been, he said destroyed, has been severely impacted because he had a lot of his leads coming through different Facebook pages that were completely taken down. And this guy's like, listen, I would like to contribute to the to the cause. I can't. I don't have any money. Like, it has taken me a year and a half to rebuild my business God. since he took me out. So, okay, this is just the curious part. I just want to know, like... How is this going to work? Like you're you're going to start this lawsuit? Has it started yet? Like how do you file? I'm I'm not very smart. So it's actually it's stuff. not actually a lawsuit. It's a petition with the U.S. Trademark and Patent Office here in D.C. Okay. And the motion or the the action is going to be to dismiss the trademark based on it being too general of a term. Okay. And then so what what happens from here? Like just so people understand what they're. You know, Mark, hope is that a lot of you guys out there would be willing to contribute to this, whether it's a small amount or, or not, right? Absolutely. Anything. Anything you can do. Um, it, while it's not a lawsuit, it operates in some way, shape, or form as a lawsuit because there's a lot of the same pieces that go into it. There's discovery. There's production of documents. I mean, it's a full-blown back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until you know the trademark office. Instead of a judge ruling, the someone in the trademark office will ultimately rule. And then hopefully remove that trademark so people can use it without him being without it. without being threatened. Yeah, that they're going to be you know pursued. Now, I mean, he could be sued though, right? By because he's losing you money, he's, he's costing other investors money. I mean, they can go after him because he's taken down their YouTube videos and uh, without it being justified. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of people when when I've reached out to the community, a lot of people are like, you know, we, we want to do something. Um, we want to do something, maybe on a big scale, a class action type thing. But look, I, I can only take on so much. Yeah, like, once, you, you're once, trying once, to like, you know, make several million dollars a year in your own business, and it's hard spending all this money on marketing, right? You gotta. Right. <laughs> that takes time. Right. right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. This is good. This is good. All right. Um, so, where can people go to contribute to this? So there is a, I mean, all over. If you if you type um, if you type GoFundMe trademark it, it's it's on a GoFundMe page, GoFundMe.com, and I'm assuming you can put it in the show notes and whatnot. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes and we'll send it out in an email. Hey, it's Kyle again. Just jumping in here real quick. The link to go to is HouseFlippingHQ.com/slash/brad. So, so yeah, that's well, okay. Well, yeah, we'll send it out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and on that page, we've done a really good job outlining. I'm also uh, getting a lot of support from a gentleman in Florida who's been severely impacted by this gentleman over the years. And he's got a lot of uh, – he actually on that page will show you a sample of the email that he sends out to people. And it basically goes, you need to remove your Twitter. You need to remove your Facebook. You need all these things. All these you need to remove. We buy houses. Oh, 
And by the way, if you want to buy our license, you know, give us a call so so you can what license. Mess. Look, I'm calling this guy out. Like, I don't know you, but what a jacked up way to try to earn your own livelihood. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, anyway, I don't know. So all of that's in there. You guys can read it for yourself. You can actually see an email that this company sent out to someone. And this gentleman also had several things taken down of his. That's so messed up. So anyway, guys, here's the deal, right? Like on this podcast, we we educate, we inspire, we talk all kinds of things. Like we keep you informed on what's going on in the market. This is one of the big things that's going on right now. And it can, if it has not already and will affect your livelihood. If you're out there building your business, building these videos, building this SEO, putting out bandits and whatever it might be. And these guys are, my assumption is they're just trying to build momentum, right? They're trying to get money from guys like you and other people who pay them so they have more and more ammunition to keep fighting this thing and, and to keep it going. And eventually, they'll try to take down everyone who's who's not with them. If you're not with us, you're against us, right? And anyway, it's just totally so messed keep, up. Justin, keep in mind, or everyone that's listening to this, keep in mind that if you were a realtor, and s- several of you may be, you pay in dues to the National Association of Realtors. And what do they do? They protect your livelihood by lobbying Congress and making sure that uh, unfair things aren't done to your practice of you know making a living. We don't have that as real estate investors. We have the National Association of, of, of Real Estate Investors. Um, they will not step up. Um, you know they're they're not stepping up. So as an industry, we need to band together and make this make this right. So if it's donating, if you can donate, you know hundred dollars. If you can donate ten thousand dollars, great. If you can't and you've got big lists. Please send it to reach out to me. I've got some emails that will, you know, templated emails you can send out. Share it. Like get the word out to the investment community. This is the for the good of the investment community. Do your part because we don't have someone that's watching our back. For sure. How, how can they reach out to you, Brad? How can they email you? Uh, Brad at expresshomebuyers.com. Okay, awesome. So, guys, get, get involved. Um, don't let this be okay. We can't let things like this happen. We need to protect um, our community, protect ourselves, our livelihood. Uh, and, and this is important. I, I appreciate, Brad, when I heard you were getting um, kind of taking the lead on this. Um, that's pretty cool. I appreciate you uh, doing that because I know it's not easy and it takes a lot of effort on your part. So, You're um, welcome. So, reach out to Brad. Tell him thank you, whether it's Facebook or whatnot. But even more importantly, contribute and let's, um, let's stop these guys. So. Cool. Well, we have a few more minutes. Um, was there anything else you wanted to cover, or could we? No, I think that was on that issue. That was great, and I, you know, I'd be happy to share some of what awesome. I know about marketing and sales and follow up. Very cool. So when Brad and I talked a few, just right before this interview, I was like, "Yeah, if you can share a few gold nuggets, I know your your, your time's important to you, but let's uh, if we can do that, that'd be cool." So we've got like ten minutes. Lay it on us, man. How I want to learn. I want to learn from you, the oh. master. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how good I can do this unscripted, but so I started a meetup a couple months ago and we've got over a thousand members in our meetup group. And the first two sessions I did was how to find motivated sellers on a beer or champagne budget. And if you go to expresshomebuyers.com forward slash category forward slash wholesalers, it's either wholesalers or wholesaler. Those articles are there and there's a ton of great information on there. Anyway, the third session, I got up in front of the room and I go, you know what? If I could do this over again, I should have never done marketing first. I should have done follow-up yeah. because so many people make the mistake of all they worry about is getting out bandit signs and direct mail list and pay-per-click advertising and SEO. Well, none of that matters if you don't have a great follow-up system. So 
I'm speaking from experience because we've probably lost millions of dollars over the 12 years, 13 years we've been in business because of a crappy follow-up system. It wasn't until about three years ago that we implemented Infusionsoft, and it's nothing special about Infusionsoft. We just went out and got a, a, a really nice, really great CRM and then built out this amazing follow-up system. So the number one advice I can give to new investors or even experienced investors is don't go out and spend a penny in marketing until you have a great follow-up system. And a great follow-up system, this is now the greatest time in the, in the history of the world to start a business because you guys can get that for $20, $30, $40 a month with Sugar CRM or Zoho CRM or Podio. So there's no excuses. And then spend a week or two or a weekend locked in a room just writing a series of follow-up emails, text, uh, campaigns. So when a lead flows into your system, you have a series of things that you do for a year, two years, three years. It's a, it's a, a series of calls, text, uh, voicemails, everything. So when you come in every day, you're, you or your staff, if you have a staff, will know exactly who they need to call back, email, leave voicemails, anything like that. I love that you're emphasizing that because that's something I've kind of been talking about recently in, in both my community and, and on, um, on the podcast a little bit, not as much, but in my event we recently had is so many people, they'll ask the question, well, I send out this many mailers or this or that, and how much should I expect to make from that? It's like, well, dude, you're running a business, right? Like, what are your system? What are your follow-up systems? And I think, I don't know if you were at the meeting with me when, when Doug got up. Doug and I have been friends for years. And he gets up and shares his follow-up system and how he made $334,000 from that system. Well, he basically made a million dollars last year, and a third of that came from his deadly follow-up system. You know, deals that most investors would throw in the garbage. And as, as investors, I'm going I'm to be honest, there's kind of a low barrier to entry sometimes, correct? Right. And um, a lot of people do not run their business like a business. And they don't have those that follow-up sequence in place. And like you said, you're throwing money in the garbage. So that is huge. That's a huge gold nugget. So in 2015, we did eight deals from calling back missed phone calls. So That's amazing. If you guys aren't calling back missed phone calls, you're missing out. Um, so now you've got your, you've got your follow-up system set, and now you go into the marketing phase, and it's formulaic. Um, everything in business is driven by numbers. You, should, you guys should be, should be measuring every single number that you have. And you start with, what is your budget? What can I spend per month? And then you figure out your highest and best use. Whatever it is, most, most things require consistency. So if you're going to mail a postcard, if you say, okay, I've got enough money, I've got $1,000 a month to spend for the next six months, and you decide that postcards or letters are the way to go, then you just decide, you figure out how many you've got to mail, how much money do you have? you got $1,000 per month. It may cost you $0.40 cents to send a postcard. We actually are getting them for $0.32, cents, but we, we do a lot. We do over 100,000 pieces a month. You just back into how many you can send each month. If you can't afford to at least mail four postcards, then you're wasting your time. So as you're as you're you know as you're doing this formula in your head or writing it down, make sure that you're at least doing four four times because if you don't, you're wasting your money. Then if it's bandit signs, same thing. Like don't go out and put a bandit sign up and expect to get a deal. You got to make sure that signs there week after week after week. You got to keep putting them up. So when you market, figure out what you can spend. Come up with a game plan for doing it consistently. Then when those leads come in, they're going to be followed up. Then you start making a little bit of money, and you plow that back into marketing, and you do a little bit of more marketing, and then you hire someone. Usually the first hire is an admin because you're probably doing $10 an hour jobs, $12 an hour jobs, which you could get a VA, a competent VA for 4 or $5 an hour in the Philippines to do. You hire that person. 
they take some off your plate. You do a little bit more marketing, and then maybe your next person is an uh, acquisition person or a salesperson, whatever it is. And I'm making it sound simple, but you start small. You get really, really good at lead follow-up, marketing, and tracking your numbers so you know where, what dollars you're spending and how much return on investment you're getting. And then you just build, build, build. You know, It's like building a foundation, building a house. And what's weird is I've been telling people a lot lately, like, it's not easy but it is simple. That's the weird thing, right? Like once you get down the road for the process is simple. It's like, okay, what works? How can I outsource that? Right? Like I'm sure you don't go put out a bunch of bandit signs every week. Right. Cause it probably wouldn't happen if you were the guy in charge of it, you outsource right. it. How much am I spending? What am I making? How can I improve that? Oh, with follow-up by the way. Right. And, um, figure out your numbers and then just keep growing. Go, go what I call deep and wide going deep is in your own market with different marketing things and wide is maybe you go expand your area a little bit yep it's simple like you keep growing it and you create this money making machine that for every dollar you put in you get a multiple of that back out and as over time you will be able to prove that model and then you just got to spend more money and just keep building out your operations and one of the pieces in that you know we could go deep and deep and deep but just to keep this conversation simple because we don't have a lot of time and from the lead follow-up to the marketing uh, what you can do that's going to move the needle is you can do sales training, um, you know, to hooked up with someone who's who's really helped us a lot. So if you're if the phone rings and you don't know what to say and you don't have tactics and you don't know how to build rapport and you don't know how to pull out their pain and, and address that and show how you can solve it, you're you may close deals, but you're not closing as many deals as you should. So that's another thing that you can do. Is, is Are you figure talking out, about John by chance? Yeah, John yeah. Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I've been uh, working with him as well. In fact, so, he's the guy I got a call with. That's my alarm going off in 15 minutes. I got a call with him. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And he's, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Really helped us. Yeah, yeah. He's been working. With, he was at my last event and um, he's coming to anyway, to our next seven-figure flipping event. And I'm working with him to help him with his business and he's helping my students. It's really cool. But it's wild, right? Like, cause you, Over the past year or two, I've had this like epiphany in my mind. Because I've, I've learned more about follow-up systems. I'm like, okay, Doug gets a third of his deals from follow-up systems. My brother built out a big buyer's list, and he gets like 50% increase on wholesale fees because he has a huge buyer's list. And then John, I'm like, hey, John is helping my team convert their sales. And, and Doug has this good uh, – not Doug. Um, Andy McFarland has this good like system for that he teaches his team creative finance. It's like you put all these layers into place – and you, I mean, you can't fail if you're doing all the things that all the successful people are doing, you don't have to do them all perfectly, but if you do enough of them good enough, then you're going to have a successful business. Right. It's typically, it's typically not, um, there's no magic bullet. It's just doing a lot of little things really well and getting better at those little things and just building on the improvements. Yeah. I love it. Talk to me about, do you, do you have VAs who you said you got eight deals from returning, uh, missed phone calls? Uh, and that might be two separate questions, but who returns those calls? Do you have VAs? What do you have them do? We do have VAs, and for the last year and a half or so, they have primarily been uh, they have primarily been calling back missed phone calls and and outbound calling. Now we're actually transitioning the top level of them into actually first conversations with sellers. So you can get, um, again, and John's helped us train them, you can get these some VAs that are probably as good as people in the United States, not probably, are as good as people in the United States. It just may take a little longer to train, and you need to probably get ones that have, you know, little accent is always better. But so now we're, we're giving them more and more responsibility because it is a great platform to scale 
and scale quickly and to scale, um, you know, they don't cost much. I mean, we're, we're, you're, you're paying between four and $8, $9 an hour at the most for these VAs. And some of them are really good. Where are you finding these on them on Upwork or, um, how are you finding the VAs that you're working with? So, uh, Robert Nickel has given us a number of, um, and then I also dealt with a company out of, uh, Houston called SSP. Sally, Sally Paul is the, um, the name that's, SSP virtual assistants or something. Cool. Are they, do they primarily focus on real estate? I know Robert Nichols company does, does they do SSP does as well. Cool. We actually, we have actually found a little higher quality with Robert's people than the other one, but it costs a little more. Is that? Yes, it does. There you go. Get what you pay for. (laughs) Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes that's not always true. I've come to find, but (laughs) sometimes you pay a lot more and get less. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. So, Awesome. Brad, well, um, this has been great. I know it was kind of like quick and furious. We just threw some things out there, but I, I hope that it's inspiring to hear people, you know, they hear me and Andy and I bring on guys like you and sometimes I bring on investors that are newer, but I think seeing people like yourself, it's like, wow, like if, you know, if Brad can do that at that scale, I can do something at a lower scale and, and succeed in this business. So what are some words of encouragement or wisdom or some final Words you got for people before we say goodbye? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go back to my beginning again. Um, I graduated from business school in 2000. I worked for uh, a gentleman um, who bought rundown apartments and fixed them up in Solomon's condos. When I started the home uh, buying company, I was working a full time job. My son was just being just born, so I'd get home at six o'clock from my full time job. I would put him to bed at eight. I'd work from eight to midnight hand addressing envelopes, putting out We Buy House designs. I would work on weekends, uh, hand addressing hundreds of envelopes. I'd take my stepkids out at the time. They would hang door hangers. And every month that went by, every day that went by, I got more and more persistent. I'd go to these real estate club meetings and I saw these people doing deals and I'm like, if they can do them, I can do them. So there were so many times I could have given up and I never gave up. And when I started, I had a negative $80,000 net worth. Been there. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of money. My mom, who was a nurse who probably never made more than $60,000, um, lent me $20,000 on my first deal. It was a subject to deal. Didn't know what I was doing, but somehow um, bought the house. Uh, it was a terrible situation. The lady had five kids living in a one bedroom. She was taking her husband's paycheck and doing something with it. They were a week away from foreclosure. They would have lost everything. Um, so I gave them enough money to go uh, rent this beautiful house about 20 miles west out, out of town. That was my first deal. And I think I made, you know, 30 something thousand dollars. So if I can do it, you guys can do it. Um, you know, Jack Canfield, I think the first book, the chicken soul for the soup, it was his hundred soul for the soup. Yeah. Chicken soup. For the <laughs> it was his, uh, he went to 122, I think it was 122 second publisher who published his book. So imagine if he had given up at one or twelve or one hundred and eighteen. Yeah. Just don't give up. Be persistent. We're proof, Justin. You and I are proof that this business works. We're not just you know some gurus who have never done a deal. I've done twenty one hundred, and I hope to do another twenty thousand in the next ten years. So, like you said, it's not easy, but it's simple. Take your advice and take my advice, and then just go do it. I love go it, do man. it. I love get, it. And, and you know, we always talk about different things that help people be successful. But at the end of the day. Exactly what you said. It comes down to pure grit, determination, not giving up, getting in there, fighting it out until you make it happen, and then just keep keep going from there. So, yeah, man. 
Love it. All right, Brad, this was fun. That was cool. Actually, it was cool getting to know you a little better and talking some more, but we'll have to do this again. I feel like there's like a hundred other questions I want to ask you. But All right. So once again, but guys, support, get behind this cause that Brad's helping fight. Um, the best thing, well, we'll send out an email, but the best thing is they can just search Google, right? And find, um, search GoFundMe. And I know you got the link up there again. Um, we got yeah, it. I gotta pile make you a pretty link or something like that. So you can... <laughs> well, I think if you do GoFundMe, uh, yeah, it's a third. It's, so if you if you do GoFundMe.com for uh, and just space trademark issue in the search bar, it's a third one that comes up. It's okay, awesome. uh, trademark cancellation fund by Brad Chandler. Awesome, and you'll see my name on there with a whole bunch of other the industry leaders. Um, we're gonna get behind this guys, and we're gonna win. And no pressure, Brad, but go make it happen, man. Go make it happen. All right, <laughs> All right man. Okay, well, we'll talk to you I later. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource. For intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.